Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of The Black Sister Furnace with me, Robert. With me, Pete. And that mo, full furnace. And we are tired. Fam. Mm. You know, it, it's only been three days since the last time we recorded, so not much has happened in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to grind this episode out today. <laughs> um, who's in the hot seat today? I'll take the hot seat. It was more last, I said last week, it was more a few days ago, so <laughs> I'll do it. Okay. Peter, is um, trying to increase one's odds of, fi- of finding a partner reason enough to, to go to a specific church or leave the church that you're at? Oh. Uh, mm. That's a good question. Oh, hell yeah! Thanks. It is a good question. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of thinking about it. I think, yeah, yeah. I think um, if, well, if a church is sort of a, we're, we're gathering together, and I guess it's not, it's not necessarily anything theological, but it's you're at a stage where practically you're looking for a wife who are looking for a husband and you are sort of um, rooted in your faith and, and understand what you need to do, um, then, yeah, because if church is one of the places where you'd hope to find a good person, I think I think that's a good enough reason to sort of change church. Yeah. And what, really? And what happens if you go, go, go to a new church and you don't find someone, so you then go to another church and just be hopping like every three months or so? Hmm. But you're still going to church. Like I'm, I'm, I'm thinking practically. I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of people who. So I'm thinking specifically someone who is like, you know, old enough, wants to get married, um, isn't meeting or you know at church. There aren't people that are, um, that would would not not fit the criteria. But you know, I'm talking age. I'm talking um. Uh, like um, spiritual maturity. Yeah, yeah. Because what what's the alternative? It's it's hard. I mean, there's, wait there's on God to bring you your partner. <laughs> no, there's different alternatives. There's you know online stuff. There's going out, being social. But I think yeah, I I, I struggle. I think I think so. I think there are people that I'm like maybe just go to a, go to a different church. Maybe just go see see what's going on, sort of thing. Mm. Most, of this, most of this sound like he agreed with Yeah, no, nah, I don't agree. Yourself. I don't agree, man. I don't what agree. what so, would you say? So what would you say to the I don't know, 37-year-old um guy that can't find, you know, in, in his church, all the ladies are either too young, too old, or not interested. I mean, um, I, I wouldn't advocate changing church to find the babes. Um, I would more so advocate visiting other churches or other church events or programs. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I guess um, that's, yeah. And how do you advocate. cultivate our friendship? But so And so it's, it's also a case of um, being led by God's spirit. Yeah. Because even though there may be babes in another church, spiritually your church may be the space that you're meant to be in. 
in order to like get grow and stuff like that it, it may be the right amount of messed up people to actually cause you to grow um but moving to another church just for the sake of babes may be more problematic because people date across churches without going to the same church. That happens. Gems and I were at different churches dating. You and Dre were at different churches dating. Yeah? Peter and Anita were in different parts of the country dating. In as much as they met in the same church, but dating-wise, they were at different parts of the country. And so you could start a conversation that then you see how de- how it develops. And then if it progresses from there, it progresses. And also if you go to a church and you feel like God's presence is here and you, there's a sense of God saying, oh, like you stay like this is a place you're meant to be in. Cool. I don't particularly think you should change a church just to, to be, in, be in an environment where there's lots of um, potentials. Um, I would advocate more so for attending more Christian events and just going out to these things um, rather than changing church. I think, I, I guess, I wouldn't say it's the first, um, it's not the first point of call. It's not your first option. Mm. But, and, and I guess it's... I, Do you I think it's weird going to like a praise and worship night in, in hopes of finding the babes? Well, I think it's, well, I guess it's not... You're going to praise and worship night because you're Christian, but it's it's also um, I don't think it's wrong to hope for or, or to see if there's potentials. Yeah, it's it's, it's def- there's definitely a measure of um, integrity and like keeping your heart. So so, so let, let again, me again, yeah. So so let, let me just throw this person out. So you've got a let's say a 39 year old lady. Mm. Right. And in their church, in their main church, there aren't any guys. There aren't, there's no potential. There's no Ooh. potential. This person isn't particularly social because maybe mm-hmm. they're busy. They've got, you know, busy work, life, whatever. Or they're introverted. Or, and, and they're introverted. Mm-hmm. But they are Christian and they want a Christian guy. Yeah. Would you not say, again, not, not to say that's the only reason, or, but this person, 39 they've been wanting to get married for uh, you know since they 39 years yeah well yeah um (laughs) and there's just no one in their particular church and this is their main sort of social activity is church you know would would you not would you not say again again i would i would worth looking for other fish I, I would re- this this may be this may sound super spiritual, but I would really encourage the person to pray on it, um, because I yeah. have bef- you pray, pray on all on things, it, but yeah, you pray on all things. But it, 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 when I say pray on it, I don't mean pray on it and just sit there, but pray on it. But and even even in it, so it's it's a case of you, you don't need to go to your main church every single Sunday. You can visit other churches on a Sunday. Mm. and praying for a sense of direction whether like the church i'm visiting today should like am i going to transition there it's just going to be the one so being open to be uh, to transitioning but still being open to be to be called to remain at where you are mm. if that makes sense mm. and the, the reason and the reason i'm quite adamant at this is that yo like fam when i first came to faith i, I picked up gal from church that wasn't meant to, the relationship that i was meant to be in is it 
<laughs> my wife said about crowd shouting, is it? <laughs> we heard, we heard. <laughs> and like, it was not the relationship I was meant to be in. It that's wasn't my intention. Sides, that's that's both sides. And it's it's like no, it's, but, it's not. But but where where the girls you were you was snaring, were they like man says snaring? Bro, you you, you, you right Nah, bro, nah, bro. <laughs> the thing is, yeah, I walked into church. That's not. Let me let me not. Replay I was gonna say. I was gonna say. <laughs> we're not replay them stories there. Yeah, you know what? No, but so the question I'm asking is like, where were the, those girls in, in their walk? Because I'm sure it gets like a certain level where a guy like you coming in trying to do whatever. If they're at a certain level, they will just like look at you and then turn away. And and so like when I this is when, when I first came to faith, um, and so I was very much just like fresh out of the streets in church doing my thing, um, and for the most part she had been in church for much longer, but she was of the same like demeanor. She was from um, for the streets, essentially. <laughs> I was gonna say something, but I'm not gonna say. I'm gonna keep it respectful. I'm gonna keep it classy. Um, so, so my thing is you could change church, meet someone and then it, it go downhill. You and, and the, and the same thing, you could stay in the same church, meet someone and meet someone from another church and it can still go downhill. So what is, there's almost this, um, hesitation around, you've changed church to meet someone. You've now reorientated all of your, um, Christian connections and stuff like that around the new church that you're in <clears throat> you start dating it goes south and now it's just awkward when you go into church like people have left church because of a breakup and so for you to uproot yourself from where you were to go to a new place we're praying that the relationship goes well and you look get married and stuff but if it doesn't are you going to remain there? Are you like, how, how is that situation going to play out? And that's why, that's why I'm more so like, um, as much as you can do, engage socially. Um, And it, it doesn't even have to be from a perspective of, specifically for a spouse now i know that the older you get the more it, it comes to the forefront of your mind mm. and if you get into a space where it's like no like i really want this and i need to put myself into these situations but we do know that with heightened emotions there is more room for error even from a martial arts perspective that's true but then there's also there's also the fact that at some point it's you've you know you've got to go to the watering hole you've got to go you've got to go to go and find but your watering hole could be Sainsbury's it could be it could be but then at the same time we're living in a time now where you know Sainsbury's water is mostly you know secular (laughs) you want (laughs) you want that church holy water yeah because even Ruth Ruth went to Boaz like for the um because she, she, she saw that he was a good guy and she did everything that she had to that she would so that he would say pick me But even in that situation, she was just working. And then Naomi told her, oh, he's one of our redeemers. Exactly. So so she was just in a she was just in a space of trying to survive. She was just in a space of living. No, 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 because she she went there to go get food. No, she didn't go there to kill her babes. No, 
uh, uh, Naomi sent her there specifically to secure babes. But she didn't. No, no, no. But she was initially there. She was initially there to glean, which yeah. was by the law, you're able to glean in the in the fields. Yeah, initially, um, but then yeah, but then they but then the plan changed. It was like, oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now and, and, like, and, and the thing is as well, the thing. thing is well, even with Naomi, she recognized how she recognized Boaz's response to Ruth in that like he was very swayed what about, what about Jacob what about Jacob what about Isaac um and uh his uh, Abraham sending his servant to go and find a wife and so my, my, my thing is I am I'm I'm being sympathetic to a very particular I'd um a very particular situation mm. where like for instance that 39 year old woman or that 39 year old man with church being their only social activity so i think my my question is what what constitutes loyalty to a particular church and i guess to some extent there is a there is an idealistic um uh there's there's an idealistic approach or or at least in the back of my mind there's an idealistic assumption that all churches are good all churches are equal Mm -hmm. if that makes sense and if that were the case then it wouldn't necessarily matter because Going yeah. from this church to that church, we are all just chasing after the Bible. That's yeah. not the reality. That's not, That's the, not the reality. Yeah. So I see, I see wisdom in your position there, but I'm, I'm just thinking for some of these people, like you're staying in this church that has no potential for you, mm. and that's your only social thing. In addition to the spiritual thing, yeah, I guess you can visit, you can do all of that, but. I, I, yeah, maybe just because of this in this particular situation, situation I'm like, yeah, and I guess, I guess to, to add move, to that move. as well, there's a there's a reality that in most churches there are more women than men. Yeah, and so from a male's perspective, you're more likely to to secure a babes mm. within your local con- um, congregation if that's what mm. you're after than from a female's perspective, and so. Um, and especially if you want to get someone that's like um, spiritually mature and stuff like that, the yeah. pool gets much smaller. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. you may need to look out. You may need to engage socially and stuff like that, or or like seek out another church and stuff. Um, I yeah, I think I have seen it played out bad quite yeah. a few times, and I have seen the aftermath in terms of just like church attendance and stuff. And then obviously in terms of friendship groups within the church, people catching wind and whatever happened for them to break up and stuff, it, it kind of gets a bit murky. And so you go in and then people are feeling awkward because you're it's like the girl's friends knows that X or the boy's friends knows that Y and, and whatever, um, which again, like reveal some sort of immaturity or, or lack of wisdom in sharing certain de- details about the relationships and stuff. Um, or it could just be that the guy is hurt or the girl's hurt and she just like vented to her friends. And now her in, friends in addition know to that, that can happen in the other situation. That can happen where you're all part of a church from the jump yes. from the beginning. Yes. That can happen there yes. as well. And and the but, reason I'm saying that is more so if you leave your church to go to another church and it, it gets sticky that's like that. The only reason. Yeah. And that's the main that's the only reason you left. And yeah. then it gets sticky. Then it's almost like, okay, so am I giving up all of these relationships? That I've just formed because I was I was going after you, um, or because I was seeking for a, a husband or a wife or whatever. And so yeah, it's it's challenging. But again, if 
if it is a case of um, being like reaching a point of desperation. And I use that word sympathetically. It isn't desperation yeah. as in like, oh yeah, but it's just like, yo, like is at the forefront of your mind. Um, making yourself more available to social engagements, um, taking it at a pace that you're comfortable with, and then um, really praying as to the people that you meet, the conversations that you engage in, the sort of guys that you you entertain and stuff. And obviously these, I'm hoping that if you're actively looking for a partner, it's being done prayerfully anyways, yeah. um, even outside of the, the, like, the scarcity pool or whatever. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Can I throw a button there, please? Yeah. So you say go to events and stuff. If it was me, mm-hmm. if I'm going to an event, trust me, just going out to one base and talking to her, it's not happening. <laughs> and and do you know what? Do you know what? That's 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 the funny thing is I wouldn't do that either. I wouldn't do that either. And so my prayer would almost be that we cross paths multiple times as affirmation, as confirmation or something. For some people whose dispositions may be extroverted, maybe like these go-getters, they may feel comfortable to do that. But for others, like myself included, I'm not that comfortable to just run up to a woman and be like, yo, you look pen, you know, let me get, I'm not, I'm not that guy. Or, oh, I, I had a vision of us being married. Like, that's, that's not me. <laughs> like my genuine prayer would be, let us cross paths again. Or, or if there's like a mutual friend or something like that, that we can just get into conversation and then just kind of see what the chemistry is saying and stuff like that. And hopefully, hopefully there'll be some sort of mutuality between the connection and then we can like pick it up again. And so again, if you're going to Christian events or something, again, like try to go with someone, try to go with a friend and hopefully the guy that you're eyeing up, don't look, don't look at the girl that you're going with, like get, it gets political. Um, I think I think sort of my my, so yeah. my the, the summary for this person in Robert's question I think is absolutely prayerfully yeah. be you know be on your search and on your thing but I I would say you know visiting yes. other churches is probably the better yeah. option than just than leaving up and out to, yeah there's no yeah. men here so I'm going elsewhere this is it thing. also can. Can, can, can I just say, I don't think with, with this advice, you have to wait until you're 39 to, to, to follow it. <laughs> Rob, you no. can be 22, 23. Yeah. Bro. No, you, you can hop around. You know? <laughs> this, this is it. I would legit say, like, visit. Visit Christian events when you've got the time. Visit these things. Um, but at the same time, as, as Robert said initially, um, enjoy God. Like, make sure you're enjoying God during these things more so than just praying with like it's prayer time but you've opened your eyes to make to see which one is slapping this bible hardest to be like yes he's a prayer warrior i'm gonna go after him like yeah just enjoy god and if if it's a woman as well just knowing that like again not a lot of people will will like some people may flinch at this but like he who finds a wife like let him pursue you like Show me, yeah. you, like you can show me interest, but let him yeah. do the work. And you know what? I, f- I found it interesting. Whereas, like, um, there was there was um, one of these podcasts where this guy is trying to like out the double standards within women on YouTube, and I saw like a short from it. And one of the guys was saying, even though that um, 
so b- back in the day people think that it was men always chasing women but sometimes what some of the women were doing was if they saw a guy that they liked and the guy was like walking behind them or whatever they would fake accidentally drop their handkerchief or drop something so that the guy would pick it up and bring it to her and then that then initiates conversation and mm-hmm. so there's almost like little breadcrumbs that you could leave without being over, without like being all out right. Like, oh, so what's your number? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you could do that if if you're that way inclined. Um, but yeah, let let the guy put in the work. Let the guy pursue you. Um, yeah. Hopefully you don't think I'm misogynistic by saying that, but. Oh, oh and plus I think that women desire to be pursued because I think so I, yeah I think they, they desire to be wooed yeah and like any guy who's worth his worth his soap will put in the effort to make it apparent and do what it takes to get you facts unless you're like friends and you kind of fall into the thing but even then the guy has to be a bit more what's the word proactive yeah mm. and also just to say that outside the whole dating thing you shouldn't just be staying in your church anyway. It's, it's nice to every now and again go to a different church, go to a different environment, just to, you know. Yeah. See what... And if the church doesn't allow you to do that, it's a cult. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> mm. yeah. Are you happy with that? I'm happy with it. That was fun. And that was, that was. quite that was quite a long <laughs> Yeah, it was quite detailed. It was a, it was a conversation. It wasn't a sorry, not sorry. It was a conversation. <laughs> All right, so my one is um, what models of evangelism or what, what, what approaches to evangelism um, do you um, mostly agree with that you, that you have experienced, should I say, do you mostly agree with and why and which ones do you not and why? Mm. I, I think... I think there's an office of evangelist for a reason. And so mm. within, you know, the church, ideally you have those gifts that Christ has given to the church in operation. And I think you'll find that depending on who's or which do the people that have been gifted that, that, um, that model evangelism or that gift of that office of evangelist will sort of dictate, not dictate, but they'll sort of, um, lead the charge on on the various yeah. modes based on their personalities and the way god has designed them. yes um, so ideally that should be the that should be the driving forces who has got put in that office within your church and what's being birthed out of that um and so that can take many different forms that could be the you know market square you know preacher yeah. who's who's doing that um uh, that could be the um, social media person, mm-hmm. you know, doing that. Um, I agree with all of those, all of those um, different types of it. What I don't agree with is I think what ends up looking more holy or looking more thing because it looks more Old Testament. It looks more prophets mm, outside more Old Testament. Yeah, 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 shouting yeah. fire and brimstone to everyone um, because because of context, those prophets were more often than not speaking to God's people or speaking to a people that had recognition of who God was, yeah. um, whether it was their God or 
a God of Israel that they had heard of. And um, God is saying to the prophet, go and speak to these people. They've got context. They know the God of Israel. They know what he's done. When you take that model and you put that in, you know, modern town center, everyone is going to hell in a, in, in, in a, in a society or in a time where, you know, to, to quote Nietzsche, God is dead. <laughs> you know, you, you end up just looking the fool because you're speaking to a people that don't have that context and you, you aren't trying to um, convince them. You aren't trying to debate them on the existence of God. You're just saying fire and brimstone and they're like, oh, sorry, we're in 2020, you know? And, and so you end up looking, so, looking yeah. away. And I think then it's just not effective. Could God still use it? Yes, in the same way he could still use Cyrus, who wasn't a God-fearing man, um, but yeah. God used him. However, I think, I think in those situations, it's worth being sensitive to what are you trying to achieve? Are you actually trying to get people to God? Or are you trying to fill your quota of, I went out and preached on the bus? Yep. Two days I'm a saving week, souls. Days I, I, yeah. I got three souls today. Yeah. You know, okay. um, so I think, I think, I think context matters. And I think um, I agree with any and all forms of evangelism, you know, preach that crisis preached is what's most important. Mm. But I think the, 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 the method, the, the, the motive behind the method method is what will determine whether or not it's effective or you're just trying to stroke your own ego. The, the other thing I think is that, we're all called to be a city on a hill. We're all called to make disciples. We're not all called to be evangelists. And so where the church is like, and you will get this normally in a church where, again, it's not like the fivefold office is being observed. It's one person who might be might have one office is the head. And because of yeah. that, the entire church is modeled after that person. And then gifting, yeah. everyone is expected to do what that person does. And you're like, I'm not an evangelist. So I'm not, I, not only do I not feel comfortable, but I am. You feel inadequate. You feel inadequate. I'm a hand trying to see, you know, I, I'm literally a hand on the body trying to see and not every book is Braille. So it's like, I'm not doing what Ooh. I need to be doing. Um, and, and I think, then again, it becomes condemnation. It becomes, no, we as a church are going to evangelize and you need to come with us. And if you don't come with us, you're backsliding. How do you expect God to answer your prayers and bless you with your cars sort of thing? Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, that's that's what I don't agree with. It, it's, and again, that comes down to motive. That's more you're, yeah. trying, you, you're, you're, you're trying to replicate your leader as opposed to replicate what Christ once and has given to the church because you might be a pastor and you might be a or, or you might have a pastor's heart and you're more concerned with you guys go and bring them and i will look after them i will care for them or you might be a teacher it's like go and bring them and we will teach them you know but if you are trying to drink soup with a fork it's never going to work and you'll just be a fork be like i'm useless but it's like no because they're not using you to eat steak they're using you to drink soup that's why i like that I like that this. Robert, you have anything to add to that? Um, yeah, uh, just to reiterate, I think that when it comes to evangelists, um, whilst like hell is a, is 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 a real thing, um, 
I feel like people should be trying to get people to follow God because God is good, not because it gets them out of hell. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's, a, it's a legitimate deterrent, but I think people, I think especially old school sort of people put too much emphasis on it. And it's like, you can't, you can't scare someone into the kingdom. It will have yeah. to be love. And so it's, yeah, you, you scare a kid, you scare a child, you know, oh, the boogeyman is coming, so eat your greens. But then at some point when that child is like a teenager or when that child has enough information, those scare tactics don't work. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're trying to scare people that don't believe in God. And it's like, well, I don't believe in your hell. And if your God is good, why would you put people in hell? And it's like, ah, well, you know, you're still going to hell. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> that doesn't help. Yeah, and uh, and also just on the flip side of what you were saying before, I think it's important for evangelists to be allowed to be evangelists. Mm, but like, that's a good point. Um, sometimes um, people like put put like a damper on them because they feel like they, mm. they're like doing too much or, yeah, or yeah. embarrassing me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that kind no, of thing. Uh, yeah, it's 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 important, and it takes a, a, a lot of courage to, to to be able to go and do that. Yeah, it does, yeah. especially with like the kind of backlash that that like random people can give to you. Yeah, um, yeah. You go evangelist. You need it. You're welcome. Appreciate you. We love you. Yeah, I like that. You know, right. I heard I heard this one story about a guy who tried to well, trying to evangelize. He's at work and uh, his colleague was wearing a red blouse. And then he says to his colleague, your, your blouse, it, it reminds me of something. He's like, oh, really? What? The blood of Jesus. I'm like, yo, how did we, how did we get here? How, how did we get here? I think, what's his name? I think it's Michael Page. No, not Michael Page. Michael Page is an MMA fighter. Isn't Michael? It's a Michael, a Christian comedian. He was he was making a similar joke, and it's like, oh, he he goes to his friend, and one of his friends is like too saved, oversaved, and it's like he'll go there, and it's like if he's lost his keys, like oh, I can't find my keys, man. And the guy's like, you need the keys to the kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but my I don't drive a kingdom. I drive a Prius. <laughs> I've got the keys. But yeah, let Jesus take the wheel. <laughs> yeah, facts. <laughs> Oh, ah, we've been talking for a good old while now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, which, is, which is good because, um, yeah. Anyway, so what I want to talk about today, um, a bit of a backstory to this one. Mm. So obviously, me and Andrew got married. Great. And mm-hmm. one thing that we've said we wanted to to do or be intentional about is um, have couple friends. Mm. And yeah. Because you know, having a couple of friends would be nice, and we think we found our first ones. It's so exciting. Hold on, what are what are Mo and I? Well, we're no, 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 no. So we don't. We're different. We just checking up. Yeah. I'll come back no, to you guys no. in a second because you because that? that's what I want to talk about. But I'll come back to it. Let me let me talk this story. Oh yeah, so we we talked about one couple of friends, we prayed about it, and we went to um, a wedding of Andrea's friend. Shout out to Richard and Tracy. And then um, there was a photographer there. And the photographer came with his wife because they were, it was like a long journey. And then the wife ended up coming to sit, sit, sit with us at our table. And then we started talking. And then the photographer came over, we were talking. I was like, oh, look at this. 
And then yeah, and so they invited us to come sorry, to Devon. Sorry, hold on, hold on, hold on. They kind of sound like you're just looking for someone to swing with and just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying, carry on. Uh, and then we're like, God, this guy takes pictures. Why <laughs> 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 right, anyway? Yeah. So we so, 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 so like we exchanged numbers and then we said that we could we come down to Devon sometime because they live in Devon. I, I think they originally from like Alabama or Manchester or something. This guy, so you go to Devon, but you won't come to Kent. Cool, carry on. Um, because <laughs> because we're not we're not their married friends, but yeah. Anyway, I'll get back. To, uh, I'll, I'll get back to why you guys aren't are our married friends in a second. Right. But the question I want to ask is: Do you think it's important? Is it or is it necessary for Christian couples to have other Christian couple friends that they're accountable to, just like to just like look after them? Or do you think that that Christian marriage can survive without other Christian couples in, in their lives? Um, personally, I think, I think it's, I think it's important. I think it's, it's good. It's good. There's, there's um, safety and wise counsel and at various stages in life, I think only people who are or have been in those stages will, will be most qualified to, to sort of provide that counsel. So no, I think it's absolutely useful and good to have other Christian couple friends at the same stage, more advanced than you. And eventually, less advanced than you, less less mature mm. in, in those things than you, um, because there's there's safety there and there's wisdom to be to be found there. I think. Yeah, I think there's definitely something to be said about having um, couple friends who you're able to just yeah, not, it's not even just like talk to and just realize that yo, like what we're going through isn't isn't that unique. Um, but I just kind of see relationships played out from a different angle. I have not been intentional with that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I've kind of just meandered through and just looked at other people's relationships that I've been around and just kind of gleaned from them. And yeah, so yeah, I, I haven't been intentional at all, but I have been open to them and learn from them I have been more intentional about just stuff like personal therapy and just putting in work with my spouse um as opposed to our couple a couple um friends so yeah this would be interesting yeah so the reason why you guys aren't our couple friends is because we didn't meet you as couples if that makes sense so no. like so each of you had a relationship with me and a relationship with Andrea as separate entities and the same with your wives as well. If that makes sense. And so it's not that it's not that as a couple we are friends with you. It's like the interconnection of two people and two people having two sets of relationships. <laughs> <laughs> it looks funny, but yeah, I realized I was looking at myself like, what is this? Yeah, but yeah, but I feel like a couple relationship is not that we can't have be like couple friends, but we aren't couple friends yet. If that makes sense, it doesn't make a sense. I get the, the trajectory you're going down, so yeah. 
I get, I get the I point get you're trying to make. Yeah. I get the point. Cool. Yeah, I get the point. So I guess my next question is: Do you guys want to be couple friends? What, <laughs> bro? So what, what 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 would that entail? Do you want us to forget the relationship we had with both of you no, prior no, no, no. to? And no, but there, but there might be you know you know might, might might go out on like a double date, come over for dinner, you know, just chill, have happy, and you no know, no all that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, I think that's the plan anyway. Okay, but it hasn't happened, and it's been like what? Yeah, because you want to go to Devon, but you won't come to Kent. You know, like I'll that. come to Kent. Oh, now you want to come to Kent? I'll come to Kent for a couple friends, not for PR. <laughs> Mud. No, but I think I, I, I think that's the thing, though, is um, or at least a mistake that people tend to make is, I don't know if I'll call it a mistake, but once you are married, you 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 kind of all your relationships need to adjust to that. Yeah. Um. Uh, and I think. That can be an error that that some people make, especially um, opposite gender um, relationships. Where, I if 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 once I get married and my friends that are girls aren't actively trying to be friends with my wife, more more well, what's happened is you end up getting left behind because <laughs> I, I'm not on my own. I'm not my ones anymore, sort of thing. And so I think all Straight. all relationships will have to adjust and. Um. Yeah. Yeah. We're going for your life, huh? Mm. Yeah. Facts. Yeah, and I do think that there is a transition. There is a, a sense of, um, I am no longer one. Mm. I am no longer like I am no longer just me. There is a sense of a package deal. Um. So yeah. If you wanna be my lover, you gotta get with my friends. <laughs> so I propose so, that so I propose that we all go on a couple a triple date to Amsterdam sometime. <laughs> well, we've we've already we've already said this, yeah. I think if we go to icebreaker. <laughs> I'm there. I'm there. Gems is there. Yeah, we just need to get. I'm not even sure if Dre is there. Is, is Dre she's coming it? around. To, she's coming around to the idea. Uh, then cool. Then it's just Peter and Peter Anita. and Anita. Then no, but there's the thing. We're we're definitely not there. <laughs> <laughs> then you can't be couple friends. Then you, you can pick somewhere else. <laughs> Man said, unless you're sinning with me, you, you can't be couple friends. Uh, let's go Cuba then. Smoke some Cuban cigars. What what you will notice, or uh, and and uh, more more probably has experienced this is, you start making play date friends as well, once you have kids. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> in both in both um, in both so we we've moved Zara to a new nursery now. How's she selling? Really well, really well. By God's grace, she hasn't been ill. Um, oh, brilliant! I've screened her a few times, so yeah, and really well. But yeah, in both in both nurseries, like you meet some of the other parents and they're like, oh, we should organize a play date. And we're both introverts, we're both fairly bad at it. I think Anita's more friendly than I am. So we haven't done anything yet. But that's 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 another thing I'm noticing is you start to make you start to make friends yeah. or kids as well. Uh, do you know what I was saying um just I'm just saying yesterday to Andrea. I think it's so funny how like both you and Anita are such introverts, but Zara is such an extrovert. 
<laughs> but then this is the thing, and this is what I'm praying doesn't happen. When I was a kid, I was much like Zara, or Zara is much like I was when I was a kid, in that like super friendly, super walking up to everyone, being friends with everyone. Um, my dad was like, I would be the first one making friends. I'd also be the first one losing friends because apparently I'd be beating them up or something. But, <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm desperately praying that Z just remains her super bubbly, cheerful self. Because um, I, I, I went 180 real quick. Yeah, but then you did get sent back to Africa again. So maybe that's that something. That is very true. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah. Because I, I was the same as well where... Um, um, as a kid, my mom, my mom was saying that I jumped on a bus. I was I was on a bus with her, and I was just talking to this old woman the entire bus journey. Like I was like wherever I went, constantly just talking, constantly just getting in, engaged in different situations. But I think, I think somehow, as some somehow some way, as as I was growing up, I internalized certain situations as it's not okay to be yourself. Mm. And so in internalizing that, it was then like, okay, it's not okay to just walk up to people and just be friendly like that. It's not okay to do these things. Don't talk to strangers. Um, Stranger danger. Yeah. So with those conditions, it then kind of, yeah. And I think for me, there's, there was a massive, so when I was in Ghana, there was a massive, I was extroverted. We moved house. We went to like a flat and I was the first person outside making friends. But when I came here, the culture shock, the ridicule, the teasing, the blah, 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 all of that just kind of shut me down. And I was just like, yeah, no one's actually trying to engage with me. Mm. Um, so I just learned to just be like more introverted. So yeah, I do think it's not so much nature rather than um, the way we've been nurtured by our environment. So yeah, nurture rather than nature. To sort of, to sort of agree with that and confirm with that, I think a big part of me as well was actively sort of um uh not repressed but I guess uh constricted because my mom and, and you know at the time uh living up north there was a lot of overt racism and so my mom mm. was very much like don't draw attention to yourself and so uh, yeah. I am fully happy doing whatever my mom was sort of sometimes trying to calm you down that also played a part in becoming more um introverted but yeah and then for me growing up i had a stammer and so i didn't like talking too much because mm. i felt like when i was talking i started stammering i'd be wasting people's time as they were <laughs> waiting for me to finish what i was saying <laughs> so i just stopped talking <laughs> it's uh, interesting just how like again nurture can sometimes yeah really draw you away from who you are naturally and I guess for me as a parent it's being really mindful of that and just being like yo I can have in my head the best child possible and want her to or want them to just be like yo engage have fun enjoy yourself enjoy the environments and stuff and still be a case of okay but there are going to be certain things that happen that may um kind of move you away from that and i i need to be mindful of that mm. oh well i don't know what else to say <laughs> <laughs> just look after your kids take your kids on play dates make play date friends with your with your kids friends parents 
have a couple of friends too. Godly couple friends. And sometimes oh. not godly couple friends are good too, because they can they can teach you something about yourself and the world. So Robert, why why do you why for you guys as a couple, um, why is it important to have couple friends? Um, I think so something that we've swinging. <laughs> That's next year. <laughs> no, so I think it's partly to do with us wanting to be like a hospitable couple and partly to do with Andrea being a lot more extroverted, a lot more friendly and bubbly and just wanting to find an intersect for those things. Mm. And so as I wanted to build a community that we can uplift and they can uplift us so we can just create like a little, like a little village of like my people. Because I think it's very easy for my people to become very isolated and just be about them and, and like their family and, and, and all of that, which isn't a bad thing, but it just means that marriage can be a bit lonely sometimes. So if we, if we can open up the thing yo, and have some fun whilst doing it, let's do it. Uh, well, that's my answer. I, I, I don't know Andrea what her answer is, but she's in the corner snoring. Mm-hmm. Lovely. No, that's good. Don't tell her I said that. I was about to say, man's out here just baiting her out like that. I'm going to record her and then send it to her so, so she can hear herself because she doesn't believe that she snores. Yeah, that's that argument. <laughs> cool, all right. I think, I'll do, I think we're done. I think yeah. we're talking. No, no, that's good. That's good. Guys, get yourself a couple friends. But don't have threesomes or foursomes. Because yeah. that is wrong. <laughs> Cool hookups. You don't even sound like you believe that for cool. Bruv, more than one person is, is too much work. How would you know? Because sometimes know. even one person is too much work. <laughs> anyway, cool. Uh hookups. Can I go first? You can. So this is this is just because I like I like rap rap and I like let rapity rap people. Um, but uh, Joel Ortiz and King Crooked. Mm. Uh, King Crook. I said King Crooked. Yeah. <laughs> they, um, I haven't heard Joel Ortiz in a minute, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they came out with, they, they're doing a whole project together, but they came out with um, a couple singles. Uh, what was it? Backstage and uh, another one. But essentially, essentially, they're just, they're just talking about the end of Slaughterhouse. Um, and it's obviously brought a lot of drama. It's obviously come with a lot of... Uh, you've got Royce the Five Nine and um, Joe Budden responding, not necessarily positively, but, uh, you know. But, yeah, yeah, ch- check out check out their, their project. Um, it's... Uh, I think, yeah, it's Backstage, and um, there's another one that they released a video for. Um, and, yeah, just... Just that 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 if you if you like slaughterhouse if you like rapity rap rap rap, um, I think this is a good project to mark the end of it officially. Um, but yeah, Ooh, that's my oh. hookup. Um, my hookup is a YouTube channel called The Lock Picking Lawyer. <laughs> interesting. That was interesting. 
and and legit what he does is like people people will send him like different looks and he sees how quickly he can he can unlock them. Nice. And like and he teaches people how to um how to pick locks and and get into places as well. It, it, it's really fun to watch. I don't think I have the patience to, to learn such a skill, but it's nice I to watch learn someone else do it. I want to learn that. I want to learn that. I have watched, I have played a lot of Assassin's Creed to make that skill very desirable. <laughs> cool. My hookup is so I've got two, I'm torn between two. I went down a little memory lane um, over the weekend and I've been banging out a lot of Trick Daddy. I'm not sure if you man are clued up on Trick Daddy. Old school Trick Trick. <laughs> Fam, old school Trick Daddy, yeah. Um, Thug Matrimony. Is that, is that the one? No. The album Back by Thug Demand. <laughs> that, that album, yeah. But um, even though I did that slightly, I, I'm not going to hook that one up. Um, the one I am going to hook up this this these people actually led me into lo-fi is not lo-fi but this is more like um jazz mm. jazz with hip-hop infusion sort of stuff um they're a french duo called ars samplus okay. and this specific um album is called one day one beat volume one and mm. the album's got like 39 songs in it it's two nice. hours eight minutes long mm. i'm not sure if it was a project where obviously I'm, I'm assuming it's they made a beat every day because the album's called one day one beat mm. but with it being 39 i don't quite know how that works out if it was like yeah over a month or whatever because it doesn't quite add up but yeah the album's got good good instrument and the instrumentals are long for it to be like two hours long for an instrumental album. Yeah, they're long. They're, yeah, I love it. So our samplers, mm. one day, one beat, volume one. There's a volume two, but I'm recommending volume one. You're going to say Samurai Shampoo for a second. Because that, yeah. that playlist was, it was a bang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why, but I think the playlist I suggested has been taken down either by Spotify or the person who made it. I don't know why. I kind of <laughs> listened to it the other day and it's just, yeah, it's not, it's not there. But the playlist was a banger. Cool. All right, let's round up. Shout yes, out to sir. the intro outro music, Kevin Turner for the Ordinary Amazing Logo, Twitter at Furnace UK, Instagram TBS Furnace, email tbsfurnace.com. You can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash the Blacksmith Furnace. On all the podcast websites and apps, the Blacks and Fans with an apostrophe, and that's it. Happy Monday, guys. <gasps> I forgot to say, do you remember the show Come Outside? Um, uh, with, with Pippin, the dog, and she used to fly in the airplane. Nah, fam. You don't remember Come Outside? Nah, fam. Nah, I'm not that old. Sorry. What do you mean old? Fam, you're older than him. Well, anyway, the lady that that that, that, that they used to drive in the plane, she died. Oh, stress! Like eighty nine. Sorry for your loss. Oh, she lived, oh, she lived for whose loss? Hmm? Sorry for whose loss? Wow, that's my childhood. She used to go with with Pippin Dog. Oh, what? Oh, CBBS, yeah. 
I think so. She she, oh, she, yeah, she, yeah, she, yeah. she used to say, "Come on, Pippin," and Doggy Scott off. And yeah. go, go, go the helicopter. I'm on, I'm, I did a Google search right now. I didn't I, the CBBS. I didn't watch it. Look but, up. Oh, look we didn't down, have a CBBS all in, around in my time. Fam. Up in the air or on the ground. Hey, my thing was back on men from Mars. Back on mice from back on mice from Mars. That's the that was sick. mice from oh, Mars. That was sick. Fam. That and SWAT cuts. I think SWAT cuts hey. might have been why I wanted to be a pilot. To be honest, I, I, don't, I think I know that one. Fam, T-bone, T-bone and Razor. I was going through. Remember, even like the old school Rugrats. No, the original Teen Titans. The original, the Teen Titans. The Teen Titans. Wow. I've watched the newer one. I never watched the original. When nah, there's the, trouble, the newer one. you know who to call. Go, hey, what? From their tower, they can see it all. Mm-hmm. Hey, fam, you remember the theme song, you know? When there's evil under your tank. Hey, bro. You can rest them when they got your back. The new one they got right know. now, yeah. I it's don't such know a stupidness, it bro. It's so whack. Like, Leia's watching it and I'm getting vexed. I'm like, you turn it off. <laughs> She's like, why? It's good to turn it off. Turn it off. I don't want to see it. <laughs> yeah. Right. But yeah, let's let's wrap up. Cool. We just went down memory lane. Um, yeah, so this is the Blacksmith's Furnace signing now. Blah. <laughs>